I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Okay, today we're talking about something that you need to just stop doing in your business, and that is all-or-nothing thinking. Brains just love some all-or-nothing thinking, so I'm going to be walking you through what it is, how it shows up in multiple different areas of your business, and helping you just let go of it. There is so much between all and nothing Like almost the entire world is between all or nothing, if you really think about it. So I want you to use this episode to really increase your awareness about what all or nothing thinking looks like and start to catch yourself when you're in it because this is a really common thought error that I see people have. All right, so for a lot of you, in the area of like, Business basics. I hear a lot of people when they are picking their offer, when they're figuring out what is it that I want to offer, what kind of business structure do I want to have, that kind of thing, they have this idea that they have to start their business the way that they're going to scale their business. I was coaching a client on this recently, and she was starting out her business with a course. And I was like, why? (laughs) And all of you probably already know, I also started my business out with courses and sold zero courses. I sold absolutely nothing. And it was because I didn't have an audience. And it is pretty difficult to sell a course when you don't have an audience. So, I want to just like dispel this idea that you have to start and build your business the way that you're going to scale your business. There is nothing that you can't change or fix or correct in your business ever. It is totally safe for you to start off with an offer that is not scalable. And I actually recommend to all of my clients, unless they already have a large audience that they start with a one-on-one offer of some sort. I think it is so much easier to start your business that way and it allows you to make more money with each yes that you get. I find one-on-one is just a little bit easier to sell. So if it's like one-on-one coaching or consulting, or if it's like done for you type services, done for you design, done for you Facebook ads, like people just love buying the done for you one-on-one style of offer. And it really doesn't take that much differentiation in the marketplace. And it allows you to be really responsive And like get good, get really good. Because once you get into a scalable offer, guess what? In your industry, there's probably a lot of scalable offers already on the market and you're going to have to differentiate yourself from all of the competitors. And if you're some newbie who's putting some untested 
process out there or a regurgitated process from your mentors, it's a no. That's just not going to sell like hotcakes the way that it would if you've really established your unique ideas, your unique process and all of that, which comes from the one-on-one slash done-for-you style of offer. So this all-or-nothing idea, like I should not do a business or I must do it the way that I'm going to be scaling it, it's just like very extreme. You can totally just like meander your way to your scalable offer. That's what I did. I started off super messy, right? I made all the courses, all the things that didn't sell. Then I had all kinds of random, very weird one-on-one offers over the course of a couple of years. I tried a group program with a friend. I tried a membership. Don't recommend if you don't have a huge audience. I then had a group program that I offered one time. Then I created Mama to CEO. Then I created the mastermind. I just let it evolve and it didn't have to be like super neat and tidy. I still got to a million dollars. Okay. You can too, for sure. All right. Another way that I see this showing up is in marketing. So I see it in a couple different ways. I want to take you through a couple different examples. So one of the ways that I see all or nothing thinking in marketing is it's almost like when people are on like a diet and then they cheat on the diet one time and then they just completely throw away the diet. Now, I'm not like a huge fan of dieting. I feel like I've talked about it here before. I'm really into intuitive eating But I think we can kind of like really envision how this looks with marketing with the diet example, which is why I'm using it. When you have this plan for your marketing that is maybe overly ambitious or maybe not, maybe it's perfectly great, but then you aren't consistent, you don't show up, and then you just like don't do anything for a while. You're like, well, if I'm not going to be perfectly consistent, then I just won't show up at all. Instead of like recognizing that the results you get are the average of the things you do. So even if you don't show up sometimes, if like on average you're showing up pretty good, pretty often, good enough, you're going to get some good results and definitely way better results than if you're just not showing up at all. I also see this in marketing. So I, I have a podcast episode about this. We can link it up for you, but I see it with the concept that I have of two streams marketing. So I talk about the slow stream, which is your own audience that you're growing and nurturing over time, and the fast stream, which is you going where your clients are and talking to people. You have so much all or nothing thinking about this. I coach on this all the time. So the way that I did the fast stream when I was building up my business was in Facebook groups. And when I talk about that, some people are totally cool with it. They totally get it. It's great. Some people freak out and they are like, I tried to post in a Facebook group once and I got banned and blocked and blah, blah, blah. And 
Or they're like, I see people trying to get clients in Facebook groups and it disgusts me what they're doing. It's so like scammy and gross. It's like they've only seen that one way of showing up in a Facebook group. So they just think all showing up in a Facebook group is terrible. That's just not how it works. There's a lot of different ways. First of all, that you can do fast stream. But second of all, that you can show up in a Facebook group. Like, do you know how to talk to people? Then networking in a Facebook group will probably be a good fit for you. I remember when my coach talked about going to networking events. So she was really big into networking events. She would drive hours and hours and go to like all of these different networking events. I was home with young children. So I was like, first of all, that doesn't feel very applicable to me. But also I tried networking events and that is not my cup of tea. That is not how I shine best. Unbelievably awkward. I don't know if I've told this story before, but I registered for this networking event and it was one where there was like a bunch of vendors set up like in a hallway. So I thought, well, I am not just going to walk up to a stranger. So maybe I'll just like walk around and talk to every single vendor and like network with all the vendors. You guys, there are still vendors from that event years ago, this was probably 2017 or 2018, still trying to get me to join their network marketing team today in 2022, still reaching out, telling me how they think I'd be such a good fit for what they do. No, (laughs) that was like the one and only networking event I think I ever did. But instead of deciding Networking is not for me. I guess I can't do this coach's process at all. I was like, you know what's basically a networking event? Facebook groups. And I could sit in there all day, even when the kids are here, and just chit-chat. So I made it work for me. Because you know what? Before I had a business, I was on forums. Like pregnancy forums, new mom forums, on the internet, making friends, talking to people, being goofy being me. So I knew that I knew how to do that already. So figure out like, what is your thing? How do you meet people? How do you show up best? Where can you go meet some people? It could be online. It could be in person, whatever. There's a lot of ways it could look. And if you're not in all or nothing thinking, you will find all of the possible options that will work for you. I also see this show up in my clients selling and more specifically their thoughts about selling. So I had a couple experiences that happened in the same week recently that had me thinking about this and I'd kind of debated doing a whole separate podcast episode about it, but I thought it fit really well in this all or nothing topic, but I periodically we'll get direct messages from always for some reason male business owners and I should pull them up (laughs) maybe I'll do some like public shaming (laughs) I'm gonna read these messages let me see okay oh gosh so uh, this guy He sends me, let's see, six 
DMs at a time, five to six DMs at a time. And it's like having a full one-sided conversation. He sent a breakdown of my sales page with a link. He wants to hear my thoughts about it. It was like too much, you know, like it was already too much, but then I ignored it. And then let's see, two months or a month and a half later, hey, Samantha, I didn't piss you off, did I? Did you, did I cut in line at the store? Did I take the last cookie at a conference? Did I take your armrest on a flight we were on three years ago? I'm just curious because I haven't gotten a response yet. And that's totally cool if you watched the video and didn't get anything from it. Okay. He continues on and on and on and on for a couple more messages. And I get like multiple messages like this from always male business owners. This is like a very masculine style of showing up in your business, right? I call this non-consensual selling where you are pitching in the DMs and like not taking the hint. And this is like not just like a casual message. This is like five to six messages at a time. It feels like way too much, way too aggressive. I never asked for it. And it almost has the tone like I've asked for it and he's offended that I'm not responding. This is non-consensual selling. A lot of my clients have had selling experiences like this. Experience where they've been sold to like this or where they have been taught that this is the way to sell to people. And then they think this is what selling is. This is what selling looks like. This is what selling has to be. This is not what selling has to look like or has to be. I believe and I practice something called consensual selling. So when I think about the people in my audience, the people on my list, my thought is these people have given me consent to be sold to. And if ever they want to rescind that consent, they will stop listening to the podcast, unfollow me on Instagram, unsubscribe from my email list, whatever it may be. But until that happens, I have consent to sell to them. And it's not icky to sell to them. So if you are somebody who finds selling really icky, it is getting in the way of you making as much money as you want to. And it's probably a thought error around consensual versus non-consensual selling. Another place all or nothing shows up is in your time. And this is pretty much like all entirely what Time Redesigned is about. So if you have been in some all or nothing thinking around your time, I do recommend that you do that course. If you're in Mama to CEO, it's already included as a bonus. If you're not in Mama to CEO, you can purchase it for $27. We'll link it up for you. The biggest thing that I see all or nothing thinking wise with time is this pattern of either not scheduling at all, like having no organization whatsoever with your time. It's total chaos. You're just like flying by the seat of your pants in responsive emergency mode, moment by moment, or you are over scheduling in a way that's not really serving you, doesn't feel good, and is not sustainable long-term. Some of you are just like scheduling masters. Love it. So great. 
a lot of you are like me and really struggle to be organized with your time. And I want you to know that in between like the super rigid, organized, like planner that's color coded that you bought the first week of January and haven't touched yet this month, in between that and like total chaos, there's actually a lot of options for you of managing your time in a way that is sustainable, that you actually will follow and all of that. So don't be caught in the all or nothing thinking around your time. Final all or nothing example or area that I want to talk about is when you're evaluating after the fact. So whether you have hit your goal, you haven't hit your goal, when you're doing your evaluation, it's easy to see it as very all or nothing. It's like I either hit my goal and succeeded at an amazing or I didn't hit my goal and I'm a failure and everything's terrible. And there's just so much more nuance to it in between. And that's what I teach with the evaluation process that I teach in Mama to CEO. That is really a core piece of my work and my philosophy. I think when we're able to look at the things we do, whether it was a succeed or a fail or some messy thing in between, you can learn so much from every single thing that you do and that allows you to achieve your goals so much faster. When you don't hit your goal and you decide the whole thing was a fail, you throw the whole thing out and you start completely over from scratch, you actually lose a lot of your momentum that you had towards your goal. Amazing example of this is Design 2022. So design is an event that I do in December every single year where I help you plan the next year in your business. And design has pretty much been the same since I first started doing it. I think this past year was the fifth one that I had done. The first one was a little different curriculum wise, but the past four identical curriculum, same thing. And what I love about this is that This launch, it's a launch that I do for my program. It's the same every year. All of the variables are the same. And in fact, from design 21 to 22, I had the same amount of people register and I sold more than double the amount of people into my program in 22 versus in 21. Why that happened is because I kept so many of the variables the same and was able to really evaluate and figure out what I needed to shift to be more effective to hit my goal. So incredible. Such a gift that you can give yourself when you are keeping as many of the things the same as possible and making these slow, subtle tweaks to reach your goal. So, When you're looking at your results, do not do the all or nothing. Do not think it's either a success or a failure. Understand there's so many lessons there that are going to give you so much momentum going into your next attempt at your goal. All right. This is a good deep dive into all or nothing thinking and some of the ways that it can show up in your business. 
Anytime it's feeling very rigid, anytime it's feeling very hard, anytime it's feeling like an either or, I want you to just explore. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of both and. There's so much in between all and nothing. All right. I will see you back here again next week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com. 